Special shout out to today's episode to SeatGeek. We recently partnered with them to become a brand ambassador. What does that mean? Well, for you, it means you get a special discount when you make your first ticket purchase with SeatGeek. With my code, InjuredListPod, you will get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket purchasing app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets to your favorite sports, concert events, and more. They score each ticket on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you know if you're getting a good deal. Green is good, red is bad. My followers get $20 off their first ticket purchase using my code, InjuredListPod. Click on the link in the show notes and browse for your favorite events. Your next big night ever is waiting, and they have the tickets. Welcome to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again. This is a special bonus episode with my guest appearance on the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Show on Facebook Live with my good friend and host, Abe Delgado. We talk about post-NFL draft. We talk about the Last Dance documentary and all other things uh, related to sports. So thanks for tuning in and stay with us. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. We are now on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just type in the Injured List podcast to find our page, start commenting, and follow along with our daily updates. So we're going to go right to our next guest who has been patiently waiting. He is the host of his own podcast, The Injured List. This is Brian Scott joining us from North Carolina. Brian, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Oh, man. Can you believe we still can't hear Dom? What is going on with Dom? I don't know. I think somebody's got it out for him. Maybe some hackers are <laughs> hacking into his system over there. I don't know. Maybe he's saying too much crazy stuff, and I don't know. The don't system know. Just, doesn't want, just doesn't want him to be on. Yeah. But welcome, Brian. So, hey, talk to me a little bit. What are, what are your takes from the NFL draft this past week? Um, I totally agree with what you were saying about the delay. It kind of, kind of, you know, was a anticlimactic, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, but I'm glad that they were able to pull it off without any major glitches. You know, there wasn't any like technological glitches, which I was kind of shocked to see. And, um, it was, it was cool just to kind of like this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, interesting how Belichick put his dog on the seat. I mean, like there was a little, some quirky things that kind of happened. That was cool, man. You know what? It was cool seeing... Am I the only one that thought Belichick had a nicer house? Uh, what was up with that table? Did anybody look at the, his table? Like, dude, the tablecloth was like from the seventies, yeah, like, and the house. The you know, house you did know, not say to me that this is Bill Belichick's house. You know That's that just, dude probably has like an average yard in an average neighborhood. People probably don't even know who he is or what he does for a living. He just like blends right in. Saves every <laughs> He's probably got like twelve million dollars sitting in a bank, in a bank with nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, 
Boring. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought it brought a little bit of normalcy to an otherwise abnormal time in our lives. So I'm, I was glad to kind of sit down and watch it. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I will say I didn't really have a... I, I mean, I, my, I'm a Giants fan, but I'm not going to like sit here and critique the Giants picks. I thought a lot of teams had a lot of good picks. I thought a lot of teams uh, met a lot of needs. I thought there was a couple of teams that made some really questionable decisions, uh, trading up to get love. You know, <laughs> um, uh, that was really a slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, wow. <laughs> you think um, Rodgers, do you think they, they let him know at all? Or do you think no. it was just a surprise? He was, no. on, he was on Pat McAfee's uh, podcast and talk show like the day before and never, this never came up, like never. Came wow. up. So I think he got blindsided by it and uh, I'm sure he's probably steaming at the time, but. Uh, well, and let me tell you something. He's a dude that's run coaches out of town. He's a dude that has thrown players under the bus. I love Aaron Rodgers. He's an all time amazing, great player, but his attitude, you just see it. Like he's just got this attitude where you know, he should be the one calling the shots. And I'm sure this really <laughs> pissed him off. And yeah. this is coming off of a season where he supposedly said he had a, a coach that that kind of gave him the reins and let him do whatever he wanted to do. And then and then they do this. So it's just weird. Yeah. And they I mean, they had a successful season. So I, I don't know what else he has to do to prove to them that they need to go out and find some playmaker or something to, to bring him to the next level. But, you know, I don't know. So I thought that was like probably the biggest surprise of the draft, to be honest. Was it mm-hmm. wasn't because they took love, but because they traded up to get him. <laughs> like, yeah, that was yeah. a shocker. They went out of their way. Yeah, they went out of their way. Like when they could have certainly grabbed another very valuable offensive weapon. <laughs> Just saying, but yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, that I mean, otherwise, I thought it was a uh, every. I thought a lot of teams met a lot of needs and picked a lot of good players. Um, if you listen to my last podcast episode, which just got published today, and the one that I did before the draft, I spoke a lot about some players that were coming off of injuries who were pretty highly ranked and rated prospects, and I kind of summarized where they ended up. Um, there wasn't any major surprises, I don't think, when it comes to that. I will say that um, uh, the Raiders, I thought, actually probably stood out to me as doing a pretty good job. And Tampa Bay, I mean, like, not only do you get Tom Brady, but then you start you add like a potential all pro lineman to protect them in Tristan worse. And then uh, mm-hmm. they also got, I think like a pretty stud safety, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they got uh, the Raiders went out and like got some weapons for, unfortunately for Derek Carr, who I don't think can get the ball to him, but um, <laughs> you know, they made some pretty big moves on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, I thought some teams did very well. Uh, I didn't really, nobody really stood out to me as far as who did anything terrible. Although I'm sure if you really broke it down, you could probably find some teams that really jacked it up, but um, yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. The only thing that really scratched my head was New England. How does New England not take a quarterback Dude. and they're trading picks down? It just here's what, I, here's what I don't understand too. On another freaking level of genius, and this kid Statham is going to be the next coming of Tom Brady, or he's just going to tank and wait till next year. I don't know. I don't know if it's genius on Belichick's part or if. He is just so anti-establishment like that he's just mocking the whole draft process. I mean, he put his dog in the chair, and then they drafted a dude from the, a Division II school. Did, did anybody catch that? <laughs> like, and I think it was like, I want to say it was like round two or three. Uh, really? I, I, yeah, like, 
I, I had to look it up. I, I don't know, but it was like really like you couldn't have got that dude like in round round six or seven. Else. But let's be honest with you. Look at his track record, dude. The, it know. speaks for itself. He picks up some gems in the draft, and, and I. But it really does. Here's where I think he actually uh, is. It separates himself from other coaches. Is he doesn't just do it through the draft. He also does it through free agent signings, um, unrestricted. Uh, I mean, undrafted free agent signings. He just goes to the bottom of the barrel, picks guys out, and makes some winners and and players. And you know, he right. uses them for a year or two, and then gets rid of them. Like so, he, he hold basically. On, hold on, Brian. I want to see um, if Dom, Dom. Dom, can we hear you out there? Man, this guy, Dom, this is what I want you to do. I'm serious though. As soon as Brian's done, I want you to call my cell phone. So if you got my cell phone number, <laughs> we're going to do our first live call with you because I have to hear the Tuesday night delight because it's Tuesday night. So I want you to call. If you don't have my number, I'm going to text it to you now. Dude, I might be able to, I might be able to actually even three-way Dom in here on my thing. How, how would you do that? Well, I got, I got the capability, man. I got the technology. Well, they then I'm going to host chat you and get oh, you Dom's number and try to get him on. Call it the technology. Let me, uh, <laughs> hold on. I'll, I'll, well, we're going to do stuff behind the scenes here, guys, but I'm going to send you my number and then you can forward it to Dom. And then All uh, right, cool. we'll see what we can do here. Cause I feel bad for the Tuesday night delight, all the hype and oh, man, we got to have the Tuesday night delight. Yeah. I I'm, like, it's like I'm going through withdrawals over here. I hear the fans I are like, outside banging here, pots we, and pans in my neighborhood here. Want to hear him? We're gonna get this done one way or another. We'll have our first calling guest if we have to. Yeah, I got my phone all hooked up. We're ready to go here, man. All I got, all I need him to do is call in. So he calls in. You'll hear it, and then uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll get I'll see if I can so get him in. He should be. You know, while I'm doing that, Brian, talk to me a little bit more. Um, I saw that nasty video of Alex Smith that you've shown. I can't believe that guy can even walk on that leg. Was it true that this? Uh, how many surgeries did he have to fix that leg? Did I show that video? I, I mean, I've seen it, but you I don't shared think, it, didn't you? Was that uh, no, you I don't think that was else? me. It might have been no, somebody that was else. The other Brian, I was the other Brian. I thought it was you. Well, he did have uh, a nasty injury. If I re, I, I'd have to go back and take a look and see what that injury was. I, I mean, I, I know he fractured. He had a pretty bad uh, lower leg fracture. If I'm not mistaken, it may have been an open fracture where the bone actually came out of the skin. Right. And, and if I'm not mistaken, he may have actually got an infection because of that, which is a very high probability whenever you have a fracture like that. And I think that's what basically led to him having multiple procedures was because I think they had to stabilize it with an external fixator and wash it out, then go back and fix it. Then he, I think he got infected Did he again. Staff infection? He had some kind of infection. You know, it's, it's probably pretty likely. It's hard to say, but that's a pretty common uh, bacterial infection that you get with open fractures. A lot of times it's some form of staph, uh, which is a strain of bacteria. But um, I that's have so to look bad though, man. Can he... Die from that, right? Oh, well, so you can die from an inf the, the infection if it sets into your blood and it causes a, you know, acute organ failure. Um, the other thing is, I, I'm not sure. Sometimes you can get some really nasty complications, like things called compartment syndrome and stuff. Oh, All right. I think we have a first live call. I think we got it. Let's see. Hello. What's going on? Can you hear me? Oh, he's live. Oh, I can he's hear you. There he is. The Tuesday night delight. <laughs> we can hear you. Man, oh, man, is this tough. <laughs> well, you're on live. You're on Devil's Advocate with Abe Delgado, the host, and I'm introducing you to him and whatever. We're all together. So, Dom, oh, Dom first question. We got to get I right show my Dom. face, so I feel disappointed, but I finally get to speak. I feel like it's been forever. It has. Uh, well, you know what? I like your voice a lot better than oh, I like your man. face. But you know, <laughs> Dom, 
Dom, go right away. We got to hear your draft with the Dolphins. So, what did they do? Anyway, what, what do you got, Abe? I think you're on a little delay. <laughs> Dom, Dolphins. Talk to me about the Dolphins. Let's hear about the Dolphins, Dom. What do, what do you got to say about their draft and their where they're headed? Hey, listen, man. You can't have looked for anything better. We said it from the beginning. I wanted to from day one. I said he was going to be the five pick. Wound up getting him number five. Filled in with Austin Jackson. And I can't even say the guy's name. You know what I mean? (laughs) He was talking about the cornerback. You know, one thing I didn't hear anybody talk about today, which I was a little surprised, is that big trade that came out of the draft with the 49ers and the Dolphins where Matt Breda is now a Dolphin. So San Francisco got a draft pick. The Dolphins have a new running back. Not like San Francisco really needed them because they had a surplus of them. But to me, that's one of the biggest trades, if not the biggest trade to come out of the draft. And then I think, who did they get a receiver? They got a receiver for that pick? Who, San Francisco? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you, but I just knew it was a big trade. Like I said, if there's one team that could afford to give up running backs, obviously it was the Niners. But, uh, you know, to me, that's a big trade for the Dolphins. Yeah, absolutely. Dom, can you hear me? And unfortunately, Abe, you know, the, this works both ways, buddy. I can't hear you at all. Oh, I could just see That's it. That's okay. I'll relay. I'll, I'll, I can relay the messages for you. But, Go ahead, um, Brian. Brian, you're a special guest host tonight. I am. Excellent. But I, I do want to jump in here and yeah. while I'm on and just briefly touch on uh, the last stance and something that Abe had said earlier. First of all, very rarely are you ever going to see me come on the show and agree with anything that Brian Eichen says. <laughs> However, this is one of those exceptions to the rules because you see Jordan earned that right to say whatever he wants. And here's a little tidbit. I don't know if you guys read this or heard this, but Jordan made a rule when he did this documentary that everything that was said, he would have the last word on. That was the one thing that they had to agree <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, you know, which, which listen, I'm okay with, again, he earned that right. A lot of people don't like that, but right. that's the reality of it. As far as what the Pistons did, walking off that court, it doesn't matter what Isaiah or anybody says about it 30 years later, okay? You still walked off the court, and here's the problem I have with that. You didn't even walk off the court at the end of the game. You walked off the court with eight seconds left on the clock, okay? It's a different element, and and you can look at it 30 years later, and Jordan has the right to say those guys were assholes, because as far as I'm concerned, the biggest asshole in the history of the league is Bill Lambeer. Yeah. but, you know, Agreed. that goes without saying. From a different aspect of it, one of the things Brian said was you got to watch Rodman grow up and go from Detroit to San Antonio and become a bull and sort of calm down, you know, although it was funny as hell, the guy saying, hey, I need a vacation. I need to go to Vegas. You know, that that part was kind of comical. But to me, I don't feel like it was flat. I feel like it was it, it enhanced everything they showed the first week. Um, and obviously everybody's going to have their week. That's the way this thing sort of looks to me is like, yeah. it's going to play out where everybody's got their spot. But listen, man, what the Pistons did were wrong. The way they played, you know, let's throw Jordan to the ground and get him hurt. I mean, it was, that was that the theory. You know, I, I don't know how much of that I could, could do. No, that's my story on that. Unfortunately, Abe, I can't get a rebuttal from me, buddy, because I don't know what you're saying. No, I think Abe agreed with a lot of what you said. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about the last dance. I think I think my big take home message from this last two episodes was um, I think it actually was a put Phil Jackson in a good light, especially after his pretty bad showing with the Knicks as a <laughs> GM. 
Um, you know, it, it showed his, uh, I think it gave a better insight into his like managerial or coaching skills where he was able to manage a lot of different personalities. You know, we heard about that a little bit, but Hey, how about him coaching in another country? And Absolutely. Yeah, it was yeah. A, you know, in, yeah, there was, you know, it was a big insight from his perspective on it. You know, as a yeah. coach, you know, you got to see what, what, you know, a little bit about when he did play, um, and things like that. So it was an interesting perspective. And, uh, like I said, you got to be, see different sides of, you know, what happened with Rodman and what, you know, things like Horace Grant guys that might, you know, not your average Bulls fan like me, cause I was a diehard Bulls fan still, you know, growing up all my life, but guys like Horace and BJ Armstrong, you know, sort of the forgotten team because they weren't there for that second run. Right. So, you know, it was pretty cool to see how all those guys played in and John Paxson had a, seems to have a big part in this series. Um, he's on every week talking, you know um, so, you know, I think it's really, Again, I, I think they picked the perfect team to do it for. You know, I, I yeah. just I enjoy it so much. Every week, it's got a little bit of a different twist to it, but uh, I gotta disagree with Abe, man. Jordan's not crying; he's giving it to the Pistons and to Isaiah the way they deserved it, the way they gave. Uh, yeah, it to I think else. I think the Pistons were not necessarily any more aggressive than any other team in the league at the time. I think the only problem is they took it to another level. And they did it New against everybody. They did it to everybody. The the other teams kind of mostly it was like a inter rivalry thing where they really got aggressive. Brothers, right? I mean, come on, that's that was Correct. the style of basketball yep. back. Then. And, and I'm just hoping for all the Knicks fans out there that at some point this series is going to touch on all the uh, oh yeah, Knicks well, Bulls. I, so, yeah, I, hope I think so. I think that's going to be like one of the next two episodes is going to be about the Knicks Bulls rivalry, or at least some. There's like a whole de- dedicated. Uh, segment or episode for the Knicks Bulls rivalry. And, well, and, and listen, for all the Knicks fans that are listening, I know there's a lot of them out there. I also heard after this documentary is over, they're going to do a 10 episode documentary on Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks oh, and God, how he that. turned the game around didn't in eight they, seconds. God, I didn't they that. do that already? <laughs> <laughs> there was a 30 for 30 on the shot or one of those shots and him with Spike Lee oh. crap. I don't know. Spike Lee, I didn't know Spike Lee. Enough with that guy. <laughs> the, um, listen, you, you tell Don Brian that we're going to figure this out and get it back on. I got to talk to him this week and, and get him his microphone work or whatever it is. All right. Well, Dom, Abe's going to get you back on next week, and we're going to try and figure this out. I appreciate it. Listen, thank you guys for making it happen. To everybody who's watching, I'm very sorry you didn't get to see my face on the air, but at least we were able to do it like this. I'm not and, uh, Hopefully, I will definitely see you guys next week. Brian, thank you. Abe, no thank you. And I'll talk to you next week all right buddy <laughs> all right, man. well there you go tuesday night delight making a call in first call dude in. i honestly just to wrap up this whole um last dance stuff I, I feel like the only reason and i think it would be big no matter what but i feel like it should be if this was a 30 30 and you know everything was normal um we wouldn't have i mean they're producing brian they're producing better numbers than the soup than the super bowl so, because there's nothing on. That's so what I was saying. It was like the perfect time to release this, man. Thank God. Unbelievable, like, man. The amount of attention. And like I, don't, I don't think it would get that attention if there was other stuff going on. But, hey, it is what it is. I know in two weeks the UFC will be back. I know football, I can't see it not starting on time. It just, it, it just makes no sense to me. But hopefully football starts on 
time we needed to hopefully they can have some remnants of baseball and i don't think the nba is going to give up until they have a playoffs i really don't <laughs> i don't think i don't, yeah. i think i think they could have a playoffs and then two days later start the next season i yeah, mean they I, did I their death they to have a playoffs here here's a, a consolation prize for you abe and uh, maybe not for you so much because you're not a big fan but nascar apparently is going back to racing soon too oh, yeah is it? so oh, you know Tiff, tiffany's win. happy <laughs> Oh, Apparently they're gonna gotta, they're gonna race a couple of races. Uh, one of uh, two, I think two, possibly being down here in Charlotte. Maybe no fans, but hey, you know. <laughs> I gotta be honest though. I was kind of getting used to this eye racing thing. It was actually pretty cool, and I was looking at maybe investing in my own little eye racing station and jumping on there and trying to get involved. But uh, alas, it. it's gonna come to an end at some point. Do it. I'll sponsor you. Just put a big <laughs> fat Devil's Advocate logo on the car, and we're all good. <laughs> Brian, anything before I let you go, buddy? I don't think so, dude. I just uh, want people to check out my last podcast. I did a, my post-draft analysis of my pre-draft analysis, so check that out. That's a lot to say, I know, but uh, I think I, I think I was pretty good. I, think I gave myself a B grading, so I want to hear what you guys think. I want to hear if you think I deserve a B or if you guys think I deserve less. But I was pretty much on the mark with – I think I – Talk, spoke about 13 players and I calculated I probably hit on the money with about eight of them so not right. not too bad for my first draft injury draft analysis but uh check it out let me tell you something and I'm telling you right now as soon as things get back to normal we're going on tour I'm coming to North <laughs> Carolina North Carolina you know I'm a New York man at heart I live in Florida now I've adopted this state but number three is North Carolina because I have a huge fan base there. I can't wait to see you guys and be live with you guys. So, uh, Brian, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, I will man. see you next week. And uh, everybody check out Brian's podcast. It's amazing. Brian, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the, the next episode and give you a grade on it uh, yeah, because you do. asked me to. Yeah, I need uh, to know where list, I stand. <laughs> the Injured List, everybody, please, please check out The Injured List. It is amazing. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Brian, I'll see you next week. All right, buddy. Thanks. Have a good one. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. That was a little snippet from uh, the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Show live tonight on Facebook with my good friend and host, Abe Delgado. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We also had a nice call in from Dom, the Tuesday night delight out of uh, Long Island, New York, to give his two cents in there about his beloved Miami Dolphins. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It's a great time. I hope you guys can tune in every Tuesday. Like I said, I'm I'm usually on there as a guest um, uh, to talk about various sports-related topics and injuries to today's professional athletes. Right now, um, with sports being down, it's been a little slow, but we're still trying to make good conversations, still trying to have a good time doing it, and we are. So I hope you guys can watch, participate, and tune in. Um, so hope you enjoy this little bonus track. And uh, again, as always, stay active, stay safe, and stay healthy.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 